In these harrowing times, three women step forward to expose the ridiculous and untrue stories bouncing around the internet and the world. Basically, a feminist librarian, geologist, and public health expert walk into a bar and discuss the stuff that we know is a little off the center of true. This is The Triple Hoax. So, hello. Welcome to The Triple Hoax. I'm your host for today, Nancy, and today we will be talking about eugenics. Uh, for th- yeah. Cool. Uh, it's fun and happy here at the Triple <laughs> Hoax today. We go from aliens to eugenics. Um, <laughs> uh, for anyone who doesn't know what eugenics is... Um, first of all, I wish I were you. <laughs> I wish I did not know. So basically, I have a website. It's called the Embryo Project Encyclopedia, which everyone should go check out. It's the recording and re- and contextualizing the science of embryos development and reproduction. And it's like a good, like, not crazy as balls, like, website that explains stuff like this. So eugenics is the study of improving the genetic composition of humans through controlled reproduction of different races and classes of people. Okay. Um, so basically, uh, let's get rid of poor, mentally ill, Ill deficient people. people. Yeah, yeah, and then people of color, because yeah. it's like, this is a throwback also to this old fake science called, what's the one where you measure heads? Do you guys remember? Oh, phrenology. Oh, phrenology, phrenology. which yeah. is another, yep. yeah, that's the one. Um, so phrenology, I think, predated eugenics, because phrenology was pre-Darwin. Yeah. Um, so phrenology... Hitler was really into it. Yeah, well, he well, was really into, was really eugenics, into eugenics, eugenics, too. Obviously. <laughs> we'll get yeah. Yeah. Right. So phrenology also is a... I don't have the formal definition in front of me, but it's basically saying that you can determine the um, intelligence. Person, intelligence and personality of a person based on their physical characteristics or measurements. Mm-hmm. So, like you can determine how smart someone is by measuring the size of their head mm-hmm. and you can determine like a lot of other, their traits by what portion, like mapping the top of their skull, the bumps on their head, the bumps on their head. And it has obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but it has no basis in science or fact at all. Yeah. It was just in vogue in the mid to late 1800s. And it was, and then used, Hitler brought it back. Yeah. And it was used as a way to like, it's a pseudoscience, so it was used to prefer things that societally were already sort of, right. like, in the vogue. If, like, we're going to discriminate against people we already don't like, but we're going to use this fake science mm-hmm. to do it. If you right. look up, um, I mean, there's lots of famous black and white pictures of so-called phrenology scientists using these kooky-looking instruments to measure people's heads and noses and, like, mm-hmm. um, just... Yeah. They're so, part of the the Nazis' obsession with taking pictures with of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the um and fun everyday life thing is that um it's really hip and cool now to sell old phrenology diagrams in at like urban outfitters. Mm. Like they make them look they're like old and they antique sell and they blow them up. Reflexology ones too. But yeah. yeah. 
and they blow them up real big and they're multicolored and they look old. So people are just like, oh, this is cool. I'll put it on my dorm wall. I'm just like pulling them out of the bin. Like, why the fuck are there phrenology <laughs> posters in this urban outfitter? It's creepy. So, um, yeah. So um, eugenics is sort of in that class, but eugenics happened post -Dar Charles Darwin and the theory of evolution. And actually, um, on the same page that I was looking at, so actually Charles Darwin's son held the first international, first international Congress of eugenics in London. So that's real cool. Like, yeah, the famous scientist is son is just like, this is fine. Yeah. That's a very, that's like the middle step like the smoking gun between like people citing Darwin and the modern eugenics thing is that people fundamentally misunderstanding um, Darwin and evolution and how like there's so much so many misconceptions about evolution today in our schools and yeah and having the Darwin name caught in it mm -hmm. is not good mm -hmm. like that yeah. sort of gives it traction mm -hmm. which yeah. it should mm -hmm. should not have Thanks, Charles Darwin's son, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, George kind of alludes to the fact that um, she said the modern eugenics movement because, surprise, just like yep. everything bad, uh, everything real <laughs> bad and old died. is new again and worse. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, eugenics is still being talked about today as a, a pseudoscience, but it's real popular with one specific group of people, and I'm sure you can guess who they are. Alt-right, mm -hmm. because they're Nazis. They're not alt-right. Yes. They're Nazis. They're, they're fascist Nazis. Nazis who want to murder, purify the, purify the white race. race. And no one can see my air quotes, but I'm air quoting. <laughs> I can yeah. see them. We, we I can. But the we listeners, the listener, yes, thank you for validating, <laughs> my good um, friends. I mean, yeah, what, what, like, the, the people on YouTube who talk about white genocide because those are women, those people yeah because women are white women are marrying black men and having that is so yeah that is the oldest argument because that is yeah. identical to when eugenics started Mm -hmm. Exactly. You can Google it and mm -hmm. find mm -hmm. quack old arguments from the 1800s that are exactly the same as that. Um, yep. So I I read up a, a little bit about um, the uh, legal part of um, eugenics mm. and things um, because this was definitely sanctioned by the U.S. government. Oh, yeah. It, it, was, it, in, was. it was encouraged, too, because... Um, in the 1920s and the 19-teens, um, there was a lot of fear happening. Like, I'm sure this will sound familiar, but there was a lot of fear of immigrants coming to this country. And um, people needed a way to justify treating them badly so all the white people could have jobs, all the right. white people could have the nice places in the U.S., and they were afraid of immigrants flooding the country. So... Um, they basically used the science of eugenics to okay the 1924 Immigration Act, which um, set up quotas for people immigrating from China, from Italy, because Italians were considered angry and, like, irrational. They attributed all sorts of, like, qualities to whoever yeah. it was they didn't like. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then they were, like, like intrinsic qualities, mm -hmm. because remember, that's what phrenology and eugenics mm -hmm. are about, that 
you are a different race, which means intrinsically you have all these bad characteristics. And, and Nancy should talk about the biological aspect of how eugenics is wrong next. But yeah, I was also going, I was going to, um, so they, they got the immigration act passed and, um, surprising literally no one, the, you, there are things called eugenics boards that were formed in almost all 50 states yep. um, that were in charge of keeping records and um, getting certain people condemned to mental hospitals and having them sterilized. Um, and the last eugenics board that um, was operating, albeit under a different name, was shut down in Oregon in like mm -hmm. 1982. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah the states finally managed to get like a federal sort of approval for these procedures and the boards and things through um, Buck v. Bell, mm -hmm. which was the landmark um, Supreme Court case uh, in 1927. Um, and then in Skinner v. Oklahoma in 1942. Um, but people regard the Buck v. Bell case as being the most um, baffling, I think, because Oliver Wendell Holmes, Louis Brandeis, um, who were Brandeis, Brandeis, sorry, um, who were considered titans in um, law and uh, championing championing um, progressive ideals and ideas. They were in the majority of people of the court voting, voting for it. Yes, yeah, approving um, the sterilization of this poor woman, Carrie Bell or Carrie Buck. Was it Bell? I'm sorry, I get it confused because it's two Bs. Anyway, um, but they haven't actually overturned that decision yet. Hmm. Oh my it's god! It's technically still on, like, legal on the books. That no doesn't one surprised me at all. No, yeah, no yeah. one's challenged it since then. So, <sighs> yeah. This is a theme of the triple hoax is science is really hard to understand. <laughs> yeah, but the thing that's difficult, I think, for people to distinguish is that fundamentally as humans we are all genetically 99.9% identical to each other like we um <laughs> the dogs being funny um we all are very very identical to each other our small amount of characteristics that are called phenotypic which is the term for like um your outward appearance like how your genes are expressed to make um outward um appearance differences in us skin type skin type eye color eye color hair color hair texture um height weight those things are expressed in such a small 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 portion of our genome um that people but, but because it's such a large part of how like what we interact with on a day-to-day -day mm -hmm. basis mm -hmm. people assign like mental, greater importance greater importance to it than mm -hmm. it actually has in our function mm -hmm. right um and there's some illnesses or conditions that are genetically unique to people from certain parts of the world, yeah. but you don't necessarily have to have the stereotypical phenotype or way of, like, the way you look to have those conditions. You just have to be from that part of the it's world. It's sociological. It's how you, like, it's who your ancestors were. It's right. not about, like, this is how you look, so you're going to have something that happens to you or you act a certain way or whatever right like a good example is um african americans or people whose ancestry traces only back to africa 
um, are at a higher risk of sickle cell mm-hmm. anemia, which mm-hmm. is a condition of um, the blood cell, the red blood cells that makes them a shape um, that actually is a positive in Africa because it makes them less likely to get malaria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here and in like now times northern when malaria climbs. is and in more northern climates and now when we have a better handle on malaria it's just a very um painful and difficult illness i mean so white people are responsible for that too <laughs> you mean <laughs> bringing malaria? To, no bringing them to northern climates yeah, oh, that's, yeah true. that's true yeah, yeah. well um, we we have a lot we have a long list yeah. I, um, <laughs> you made me remember too that another thing driving the resurgence in the 20s besides fear of immigrants was the recent discovery of the human genome of dna yeah heredit- mm-hmm. heredity so people are convinced people don't understand that you can't pass on something like well, everybody in this group, they all act this way, mm-hmm. so it must be something that's passed on mm-hmm. intrinsically right. in their biological makeup. Or sociological. Yeah, yeah. So, they, yeah. yeah. They were really big uh, on the sort of predeter- predetermination mm-hmm. of your Yes. Like, yeah. It was, it was really a popular idea that science could predict and control every aspect of your right. life. And that, that yeah. brings it all back to that phrenology. Like, yeah. if you have this, you act like this. Yeah. It's, it's really like pseudoscience-y. I would say yes. almost in the realm of like horoscopes and other things like that, but mm-hmm. less mystical. Yeah. yeah. It's actually funny that you say predetermined because that made me think of um, uh, which specific Christianity has got predestination. That's like the same thing. Oh, it's like using it in Puritans. science. Puritans, exactly. Like you are already going to heaven or, or Jehovah's you're not. Witnesses. Yeah, that kind of brand. Jo-ho. Yes, <laughs> those brand. That brand of Christianity that's like it's already decided. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the fuck you do. It's yeah. already decided. It's the same and, idea. And, and then there was there was the other approach that lots of people who um, used eugenics more like a weapon they weren't at all interested in the science or what have you they were interested as a tool to keep minorities and lower classes oppressed and yes empowering the already powerful to get what they wanted right wow that doesn't sound familiar at all yeah which happened um with buck v bell because um the woman carrie was um determined to be mentally um Unfit. Unfit. Um, and then she had a child out of wedlock. And the people... And who, back then they could use that as a grounds for insanity. Oh, yeah, to yeah, just yeah. Have no, a or like women who were too interested in sex. That was more air quotes, by the way. People who had um, taken her in as a young child and basically made her their servant didn't like that. So they decided to have her committed and sterilized. Right. Right. Yeah. And, like you do. Right. Yeah. And so George brings around to another key thing that's making a resurgence is that, so in reproductive health science, we know that when women have less children, any woman or any person with a uterus, Mm -hmm. when they have less children, number, their quality of life is better. And so is the quality of life of their children because it's just a less a drain on resources. It's a less likely chance that the uterus person has a drain on their health from having pregnancies. And there's a better chance that the uterus owning person can take better care of those children because they're not constantly pregnant and watching small, like a bunch of small children. Right. Right. That sounds to us like common sense. 
but, but a lot of people a lot of people thought that that's all that people with uteruses were good for yes. right exactly right. and they've also found a direct correlation between women identifying people with uteruses having higher levels of education the less children they will have mm -hmm. so yeah. Back in the 20s, in the 10s and the 20s, uh, women identifying people, well, white women identifying mm -hmm. people, were becoming more educated and more mm -hmm. liberated. Mm -hmm. And so, like, they were more, they could go out without chaperones. They could take control a little Have bit children of... children out of wedlock. Yeah, they could take a little bit more control openly mm -hmm. of their uh, reproductive life right. and their sex life. Can't have that. And mm -hmm. so the more wealthy white women in that era, in America at least, started having less kids. Like, the, they just did. Because mm -hmm. they were, the U.S. was also gaining wealth. It was mm -hmm. the Gilded Age. So we were gaining wealth from industrialization, and they were having less children. Yeah. So the panic came from more poor women and women of yes. color having more babies than the wealthy white women mm -hmm. did. So yes. they were trying to push, like, yes. oh, no, like... Yeah. We're going to lose it's, it. Like, it's now the <laughs> same thing as people freaking out today about quote-unquote anchor babies. Anchor babies. Yeah. Right. I mean, and I was going to say, I don't think that kind of panic has ever gone away. No. Since no, it really hasn't. For the wealthy white people in America, I think mm -hmm. it will always be, like, this terrifying process. Yeah. yeah. It, it brings to mind that one very, very controversial um, Time magazine cover where yeah. they talked about, like, this is the face of the next, um, this is the face of, of America. Or, it was oh, so I remember the one you were talking about. It was, like, was this, I don't know, I was going to say it was this, like, beautiful woman. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and, it, and the article talked about how, like, in, like, 2050, by the time, like, 2050, um, like 56% of Americans will be of multiple races or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of people, right. And a lot of people have like talked about how aspects of that article is, is racist and not very yeah. well done. It is true. I mean, white people in we'll the, be United in the States minority majority will be are already the majority minority. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. We are already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In Texas, in the U.S. Yes. Yeah. In Texas, pretty soon, I think 2020, there will be more. Because, okay, fun tidbits about Texas, because I've been there for too long. One in ten children in America live in Texas. And, you know, That's a lot yeah, of children. That's right. They're Latino children. So, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. in the very near future, uh, Texas will definitely have a minority majority. And so, it's interesting to watch Texas play mind games with itself <laughs> deal with the reality that it, a bunch of people who yeah. they who their government says they are are not welcome essentially mm -hmm. um are going to be the most Living people there, there. Mm -hmm. yeah and i think it's because it's like a you better know your place type thing mm -hmm. as long as they keep doing the work that they come over for mm -hmm. they don't really they they are like mm -hmm. you you can be as many of you as you want but if you try to influence anything here mm. we're gonna shut that shit down yeah so yeah. anyway i do we, that makes sense to me now though um well i mean that tidbit like one in ten kids yeah. in the u.s lives in texas um brings up also the whole thing about the texas school board being the one that reviews uh-huh yep. mm -hmm. um yep. 
textbooks. Text, textbooks for all over the country. Yeah. Like, right. Which is a whole nother episode. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so Sorry. rolling back to um, like the white, the, the white, white wealthy women. fear of like not oh. enough white babies. Yeah. Um, so then we get to, okay, so now we, women are becoming more liberated and they can't push that back into Pandora's box. Like mm-hmm. it's out of the box. Like mm-hmm. women or at least white women continue to make progress through the years. Mm-hmm. And so Planned Parenthood comes along. And so then the new vogue becomes, well, we have birth control. Mm-hmm. And so what we should do is use birth control to help forward eugenics because yeah. now we have a tool and it's almost like a, a secret thing because they're like, well, don't you want to be in power? Mm-hmm. Like, don't you want to like not have to worry about this burden mm-hmm. of kids? So it's like, and they've sort of debunked it because, well, so there's this thing and they have it on the Planned Parenthood site that Margaret Sanger kind of courted eugenics because yeah. it was popular during her era and, you know, she couldn't escape it. And she also wanted her new organ, brand new organization to have support, to have support. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, so she, but she eventually changed her standpoint stance on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're not bashing on Planned Parenthood. No, we're just it, clarifying. Yeah, clarifying. Yeah, it, it, you have to look at the yeah. whole picture, and the this is where it started. Yeah, right, exactly, and um, and so. Uh, this article just says that uh, she focused her efforts on minority communities because due to poverty and limited access to health care, women were especially vulnerable to the effects of unplanned pregnancy. Right. Yeah. So, like, she understood the thing that still exists now when if you're oppressed and poor, you don't need to add a child into that mm-hmm. mix. Like, you... Yeah. I'll um, give but you... The, but the only, the only caveat, then, is, is now is that people try to 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 push birth control on populations that have always been told like oh you're too poor and oppressed to have children or like this became this became a trend instead so that's like eugenics which right i'll give you an example i saw on on um i saw this video about this woman who outfitted like a big van for like a clinic and she goes around the country and sells long-term birth control she doesn't sell it actually. She goes to large cities and visits um, populations of uh, drug addicts. And she mm-hmm. says, I will pay you $400 to get this long term birth control. But the reason she does it is not out of the goodness of her heart. So someone doesn't have to worry about unplanned pregnancy. It's so there aren't more crack babies. Because she thinks people who are drug addicts shouldn't reproduce. Right. Yep. Yeah. Because she thinks that... It's a bird, quote-unquote burden on the system. That's the other thing about eugenicists that makes me super mad, is that they think too many babies is a burden on the system. Maybe if those CEOs and all those other rich people didn't make as much as they did and you redistributed the wealth, maybe you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have this like imagined worry about that because the U.S. has plenty of wealth to take care of all of its citizens. All the babies. All the babies. Yeah. All the little babies. (laughs) 
game guess the famous eugenicist <laughs> it's a childhood favorite <laughs> it really is it is it harkens back back to our youth um, yeah goes we had back. we had weird <laughs> <laughs> okay so i'm gonna read um short quotes from famous people uh who were fans of eugenics uh and you, i'm gonna have nancy and george try to guess who said these things all right <laughs> oh god all right here we go so, already our first quote is <clears throat> <laughs> i agree with you if you mean as i suppose you do that society has no business to permit that degenerates to reproduce their kind it really is extraordinary that our people refuse to apply to human beings such elementary knowledge as every successful farmer is obliged to apply oh. to his own stock breeding. Oh. Oh. oh, I think I know who this is. Who is it? Or maybe not. Is it Theodore Roosevelt? Yeah. Yeah. He oh, was I, a piece of shit. Yeah, I knew <laughs> I knew that. I knew he was a eugenicist, it but I didn't know really he said really familiar. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. He murdered a bunch of First Nations people. So yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. Because they're not so, the right type of, type of people, y'all. So Okay, so this quote, next quote. one this next one is pretty uh, pretty great, too. All right. So, um, We're ready. And I have more than one quote from this person if you can't figure it out from the first one. Okay. Okay. Our puny sentimentalism has caused us to forget that a human life is sacred only when it may be of some use to itself and to the Ooh. world. Oh, God. Ooh. Uh, is it Kellogg? No, it is not our beloved um, Kellogg. Could it be... Is it... Is it Susan B. Anthony? It is not Susan B. Anthony. 
I don't even know if she was I'm gonna into get, eugenics. She probably was. She didn't like black people. Oh, um, God. Uh, was it Hitler? <laughs> oh, man. No, it was not Hitler. Do you want another quote, or you just want me to tell you? Uh, you, you I'm curious. You should yeah, just tell do, us. Well, okay. We'll tell us the quote after. Yeah. It was Helen Keller. <gasps> no! Oh, her of all people. Yeah, she called for physician physicians' juries for defective <gasps> babies. Oh my god. That is some yeah. self-hate right there. She That's said that allowing a defective child to die was simply weeding the human oh garden. My god. Nice. Jesus. Okay. She's fucking insane. Oh my god. What yeah, the well, the thing is is like when your entire world is transmitted to you only through touch, touch, like well, she had a filter of her someone who helped her. Oh, and and um, what was Annie, her name? So she's gonna pick up the biases of whoever true. it is that's like just like we all do, but she yeah. had less ways of getting information mm -hmm. than. Well, wait, what was the other quote? Oh no, yeah, the other quote was about. Um, she said that uh, allowing a defective child to die was simply weeding oh, the human oh, garden. Oh, 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 gotcha, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Put that on an inspirational poster. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Oh my God. <laughs> um. All well, right. we're one for one for two. <laughs> one for two. All right, got two more. All right. All right. We're ready. So, here we go. <laughs> the unnatural and increasingly rapid growth of the feeble-minded and insane classes, coupled as it is with the steady restriction among all the thrifty, energetic, and superior stocks, constitutes a national and race danger, which is um, it is impossible to exaggerate. Uh, is it? Sounds like some kind of lawyer. Is I am con that? I can keep going. I am convinced okay. that the multiplication of the feeble-minded, which is proceeding now at an artificial rate, unchecked by any of the old restraints of nature, and actually fostered by civilized conditions, is a terrible danger to the race. Is it Charles Darwin's son? No. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Um, is it Oliver Wendell Holmes? No. I'm I'm stumped We're and stumped. I'm stumped and depressed. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me Winston with it. No. no! Okay. He, he yeah. fucking believed in UFOs, but he didn't believe in the value of a human life. No. no. What the fuck? He okay. was British. They're the original racists. Fuck those. He guys. was really he was like he was racist, but his eugenics were also really against um like mentally ill people or um, um, or just people with um, mental deficiencies, like learning disabilities. Right. And, Which well, is weird because some people posthumously diagnose him as having a learning disability. Yeah. Like, like ADHD, I think, is okay. what the, he's characterized weird. as. Well, okay, one more. Go, 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 go. go. No okay. rush. <clears throat> the main difficulty is that people have started thinking, have to start thinking out eugenics in a different way. The Nazis gave it a bad name, and I think that it is time something was done to make it respectable again. No! Holy shit! Jesus Christ! Ooh! Ooh that's somebody modern. Nazis! Oh, Ooh. no! That's never a good thing. Is it Breitbart? <laughs> Just Breitbart <laughs> no. is a collective hole. They've become a hive mind. <laughs> they have been, yeah. Um, Listeners, this yeah. is why we have faux identities. Yikes. We don't we don't need Breitbart coming after oh, us. We're too small town. <laughs> uh, was it Tommy Laren or whatever the fuck her name <laughs> oh, is? God. God, um, I can imagine her saying that though. Yeah, me too. Was it um 
Oh, what's his name? He got punched at the inauguration. Oh, no, it wasn't him. Dave, uh, Dave no, what was that guy's name? Milo. Blah, 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 blah. No, no, it wasn't Richard him. Richard Spencer. That's it. Yeah. Was it Richard Spencer? No, it wasn't Richard Spencer. Damn. Um, I'll tell you, it was actually, this is really going to break oh, your hearts, God. guys. It was, oh, no. It was Francis Crick, the winner oh, of the Nobel Prize, oh. one of the discoverers of he DNA. Was- he stole from Rosalind Franklin, though, so we already knew he was a yeah. son of a bitch. So. Yeah. Everyone go learn about Rosalind Franklin right now, because yes. she was robbed by someone who was clearly a goddamn piece of shit. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we've played our first fucking awesome game, and we're going to take another little break, and yes. we'll come back. Seven feet... Barren, strange fruit Blood on the leaves And blood at the roots Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze Strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees. Pastoral scene of the gallant South. Them big bulging eyes. And the twisted mouth Scent of magnolia Clean and fresh Then the sudden smell Of burning Here is a fruit for the crows to pluck. For the rain to gather, for the wind to suck, for the
And we're back. Hello. George has another little tidbit for us um, real quick. Well, I just was very concerned if I had gotten the year right on the Oregon um, eugenics board. This is from a book I will mention later, but quote, Oregon ordered its last forced sterilization in 1981, <sighs> and up until 1983, its board of eugenics was still functioning, though it had been renamed the Board of Social Protection. Oh, oh my God. Yes. In 2013, um, investigative reporters discovered that nearly 150 female prisoners in California had been sterilized between 2006 and 2010, not always with the woman's consent, unquote. Which is yeah. a segue into what we wanted yes. to talk about. Yeah. I remember yeah. when that happened. I, I saw the article. Yeah. yeah. I, I was aware enough to know what that meant. Yeah. I was, um, when I was in... That when I was that age, you know, in between those years, I was really mm-hmm. into it. I would check the news every morning. Like, I would read the news constantly. Mm-hmm. I was way more informed than I am now somehow. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I remember when that happened, being outraged. Yeah. Um, apparently, Alexander Graham Bell was an honorary president president of the Congress of oh, Eugenics Jesus. in New York. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. That, he was one of my other people I was going to quote. Like, it was just a fucking fad, like. Yeah, and then a bunch of people who are associated with George. I hate to tell you this. Uh, oh no, Nance, but George Bernard Shaw. Oh, no! that doesn't surprise. Actually, that doesn't For surprise real? me. I like George yeah. Bernard Shaw, but if you read some of his oh, other Pygmalion, though, if you read yeah. some of his other more political plays that aren't My Fair Lady, um, <laughs> you're like, oh. Well, I mean, Pygmalion makes sense too because he literally takes like. That's why his main character treats the woman in Pigman like garbage because yeah she's a lower class she and she was just born that garbage. way yeah um so actually this also brings me to um uh that there um there's somebody at, there was a big fad at U of M at the time as well which I'm is my alma mater University of Michigan um. There is also, they participated in the fad. And actually, I wrote an op-ed, which I'm going to self-promo, promo promo (laughs) listeners, just as a heads up. I'm going to post my op-ed that I wrote for the University of Michigan. Um, Everyone's going to know who you are. Yeah, that's true. But I might just post a doc version of it without my name also. But it was published. (laughs) If you want to reverse search, you can find me. I don't care because... I wrote a good op-ed, but basically there's this guy who the uh, building is named after at U of M because he used, he was a president of U of M back in the early 1900s. He was a really crappy president of the college by all accounts. He tried to get uh, students to not be able to drive around in cars anymore because he thought they would go park them and get into some shit to know they would like get all sexy in their cars in the early (laughs) 1900s and he didn't want that. Some something crazy like that. I I can't remember the specifics, but anyway, he also he was known in science for his stem cell line that he a uh, a uh, uh, cell um thing that he did. He was a microbiologist, but he promoted eugenics way past when it was popular to do so, like post Nuremberg trials, so post Nazis. Ooh, and uh, his name was Clarence Cook Little. And he also was the person who decided to change his tune about the dangers of cigarette smoking because Big Tobacco asked him to. So not only did he believe in eugenics, but he sold everybody up the river to Big Tobacco. 
and it was it's awful but you can read it in my op-ed i'll stop talking about it but (laughs) i just really got into it and i was really angry and i was like why does this dick hole have have a a building named after him he wasn't even a good scientist and it's a science building (laughs) at the university of michigan it's ridiculous um so yeah sterilization became and like long acting birth control became a really popular low key way to sterilize. Well, well, sterilizing is very obvious. So it's not low key, but long acting birth control for certain populations is like a low key way of performing controlling population, controlling populations. And so sometimes women of color will be coerced into getting long acting birth control because their doctors are, in privilege and they think this is the best solution because they don't understand how to help support low-income women who are usually women of color in other forms of birth control that will work for them. So the doctor is just like, you know what, let's just make this easy and just make you have long-acting birth control even if you don't want that because they just... It's the you same must eugenics. Not make good decisions. Yeah, it's the same eugenics mindset of we don't need any more babies from these this this these people. Quote yeah. Unquote. and uh, that in a that happens in a situation that Bess was going to talk about the um, the prison system. Yeah, so um, it's really common even today. Obviously, as you heard when George read that about uh, between two thousand six and what was it twenty fourteen. 2010 or 2010 yeah so um it's really really common in the united states prison system to um sterilize uh women Uh um prisoners Mm -hmm. um without necessarily their consent um a lot of times um they will be coerced into accepting long long lasting forms of birth control but more than more more than often than not a total hysterectomy yeah Um, for shorter sentences, um, uh-huh. for like other other luxuries, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, and then that I almost forgot. How could I forget that recent, literally like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. that Tennessee or Kentucky judge. prison or judge was like to these male prisoners, "Hey, if you get your um, if you get your tube ta- tube snipped, I'll let you out sooner." Yeah. Like, if you agree to voluntary sterilization, I will let you out sooner. Right. And that is, that's horrible, yeah. it, it's, obviously. It's the, same, it's the same thing, but it's been happening to women prisoners for a lot longer. Longer, yeah. Um, and it's basically routine. Um, and when you think about it, um, sterilization, like total hysterectomy, as well as long-lasting birth control, is just normal for... Um, lower income populations and women of color in general, but the most dis- disenfranchised really are the women in our prison system. And right. The lower econ- socioeconomic class women, the women of color who go into the right. prison system for really nothing. Yeah, the really you like know, usually low crime. it's you know things like drug possession or yeah. um, s- sex work or things yes. like that, and they are the ones who get targeted for this. Mm-hmm. White yes. women who go to go to prison for you know think piper in orange is the new black right you know piper probably wasn't going to get sterilized against her will she wasn't going to be offered a shorter sentence if she had her tubes tied no you know yeah um but um the other thing then that i wanted to say was that like yeah 
for people with with uteruses specifically white upper class people with uteruses it's really actually hard to get sterilized yeah, as yeah. One person mm -hmm. yeah um there are a lot of hoops that you have to jump through if you don't want children you have to be um at least 32 over or a certain have, age yeah yeah you have to be over a certain age or you have to already have three children, children. Three. What kind of bananas bonkers yeah. bullshit is that? Like, I thought it was two kids too. That's three. a lot of children. Yeah, because for that kind that of... sounds like some not so old uh, laws about preserving like the white population. Right. So I mean, yeah. at, like that's what I'm saying. It goes yeah. both ways. Yeah. You, know, you have a large disenfranchised population that's being forcibly sterilized or given long-lasting birth control. Mm -hmm. And like we talked about earlier, you have a more well-educated population of people who don't want to have children who it's nearly impossible for them to get the sterilization. To choose not to have children in a permanent way. In right, a permanent, in a permanent way. way. Yeah. And that's also... Um, that made me think of how in Italy and Spain and maybe Greece, the they population the population children. is aging, but they're not replacing their population. Their There's like a population. No, it's like a population de demographic. Um, term and idea where they have the upside down pyramid so there's a way of visualizing age groups in populations this is what demographers do and you have all the age categories so the youngest starts at the bottom of the pyramid and old people are at the top but the population can be visualized in different ways depending on how many people there are in each category i'll post pictures of this on the facebook page because yeah. they're really interesting mm -hmm. so if you have an upside down pyramid which means there's very few children and babies and lots of old people which is japan greece spain italy right now it's a problem it's messing with the economy because you're not bringing up enough generations for the who, who work yeah and who support so they're like you're saying uh george is that spain had a day where they were or like a day or a month or something we were like it was basically have sex to make babies Months. day yeah. because they're losing uh -huh. young populations because yeah. the women and that are childbearing age are high education Electing or they just have, have decided to not have children. Mm -hmm. So countries get concerned because then they don't have people, you know, it's, but also it's connected to you know, race. It's a too, crazy thing because they have a lot of immigrants, right. immigrants say. coming into their country from populations that have a high number of children uh -huh. and it's countries who are like as shorthand browner than that. Right. So they don't want the people immigrating into their countries to have more, to take more jobs and more children. Right. Than them. But then it's so stupid because like your economy would be fine if you would allow higher immigration rates. Right. And then they're, so they're crashing their economies. There's right. also stuff with the Euro and complicated right. shit that I don't understand, but that is like, like Germany is having a problem with that. Yeah. They, they, they are the, you know, well, they, they are, are having, they are admitting high numbers of, Right. Of immigrants from... They are. Um, yeah. But they're con the population itself is conflicted yeah. about how to welcome them and what to do with them uh -huh. and jobs. and so There's a lot of inner turmoil. The right. government is doing the right thing, which right. is letting right, people right, right, in, right, but there's right. a lot of turmoil. Anyway, we digress. Digress. We might have to cut some of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yes. So the other thing I wanted... I wrote a note to myself besides sterilization of prisons and prisons is... Um, listeners i don't know if listeners remember um it was really 
important to me last year during the election when Hillary Clinton came out saying she would remove the Hyde Amendment. So for people who aren't familiar with it, the Hyde Amendment is a budget rider in the federal government. And what a budget rider is, is it's it's like a backdoor sneaky way of passing legislation in the sense that you don't actually pass a law, but you pass a stipulation for how funds need to be used. So it's laying down rules in a budget, like money can go here, but not here. So basically what the Hyde amendment is saying that in Medicaid, like Medicaid dollars. So Medicaid is, um, health and healthcare for poor people. Um, Medicaid dollars cannot fund abortions. So let's make the connections of most poor people. uh, Most people who are on Medicaid are poor women of color or disabled women. They cannot get abortions. So like because the Medicaid would be the only way way to fund it unless they live in states where they could get help other ways or if they could go to a Planned Parenthood. But see, then... Which is not going to happen because they live in places like Texas where the Planned Parenthood or the clinic. Yeah, exactly. There's In Texas? In all of Texas, there is one Planned Parenthood now. And and Texas is giant as shit. It's probably in Austin. I think it is in Austin. I think it's in Austin. And because Austin is like... But see, uh, well, because of that law, you scare those women into thinking, oh, the only way you're going to be safe and not accidentally have a kid is this long-term birth Right, right. Exactly. exactly. Because they can't afford the cash they need to to uh, pay for an abortion out of pocket. But Medicaid will pay for, for sterilization. Sterilization. Yep. So Ooh, So, and then everybody who is confronted with this is like, "Well, they can they can save up. They can get an abortion. Bullshit. Why aren't they using birth control?" Fuck and on people. and on and on. But they, it's like the difference between de facto and de jure. What's on the books and what actually happens in real life. And they like being able to say, well, technically, Mm -hmm. they can go do la 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 and la la la. And everyone else who understands... Do you think that's really going to fucking happen? Right. Right. And everyone else who understands the science and the sociology and all the statistics and all the evidence is like, real people are not going to be able to get around this. The reality of their lives are that they cannot get around this. You are condemning poor and disabled women of color and white women mm-hmm. to sterilization. Yes. Yeah. And some of those women, and these are women, go for it. I think we were going to say the same thing, George. Yeah. These are women who may want to have children, yes. Yes. but not right now. Yes. Exactly. And forcing them to make that decision is unethical. They, it is. It is unethical. Yeah. And I know George and I were talking about off Mike at some point today or something that another form of um, eugenics is sort of and another in, indirect way that eugenics continues mm-hmm. is environmental um, pollution yes, um, and environmental hazards. Mm-hmm. So if somebody in a community that's traditionally oppressed is living in a place with all other people that are similar to them in status, they're probably living in a poor neighbor they're probably living in a place that's near train tracks is near refineries near factories near contaminated rivers in buildings with asbestos Mm -hmm. and contaminated water like flint michigan i was gonna say as as you know we are from michigan and flint michigan has been without clean water since april 24th 2014 yep yep and 
So who who can what happens to those babies that are born there? They're, they're born they, with defects. They're born with defects. They're born with they're born with lead poisoning. Yes. Yep. They're they have trouble in school. If they were old enough to drink that water or be exposed to it, now they're gonna have learning disabilities. Mm-hmm. They're gonna need extra help in school. This is not so if somebody in these communities who lives with all these environmental toxins, not to mention any kind of violence that's happening in these mm-hmm. areas. You don't sit down and go, you know what would be good is if my child was in this environment, you know, like no one, no one is excited about that. They might want to have a baby. They might be like, oh, I really want to be a mom or I really want to be a dad. They don't want to bring a child. Into they the don't want to bring a child into that environment. But that is a form of, of eugenics, eugenics because yeah. they, those environments don't happen by accident. Mm-hmm. There's segregation still. There's yeah. still like people get this thing in their heads, like through capitalism, they're like, somebody needs to live near these factories. Mm-hmm. Like it, you know, and it's There's not going to be a working class. Yeah. Always got to be a working class. And how, where, where else are we going to build it? And so the people with the money say not, not near my I children, mean, not near my children. So yeah. it ends up near the people who can't, who don't have the power to not have those refineries right near their kids playground. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. that was a form of, um, I mean, as far back as, like, maybe they didn't have the name for it, but um, the Native American genocide. They put them on the shittiest, worst land in the whole country, I mean, just to outright kill them, but also so they couldn't have children, so they couldn't raise yeah. their children, right? Yeah, and, well, they, and then they took their children. Right, yeah. Already, yep. that was, already existing yeah. children were taken from them right. and... Uh, and traumatized by yeah. taking their culture. And actually I saw an article on um it was it's called um oh crap. It's the Canada it's the National Canada News that's like the uh, C B C like the yes, BBC the but it's broadcasting yeah, um, but native. So they have a special desk that's native. native. Oh um, okay. there was a native community that um suffered a lot of secret sterilizations on native women when these native women went to this hospital for completely different procedures they were sterilized oh at the same time yeah i do remember so hearing about that. native women in canada <laughs> sorry sorry sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh there's nancy's a, dog yes. is playing with the squeaky ball what's nancy's dog's name Nancy doesn't have a dog. Yes, she does. Nancy Drew Bugs, does yeah. she? Yeah. Oh, what's well, her? What's his name? We'll look it up. <laughs> anyway, let's okay. cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But so, and this has happened to other populations. But they go in for one surgery. This happened to black women in the U.S. too. Uh huh. You go in for one procedure, and they come out, and they have they've done that procedure, but they've also sterilized them. Yeah, like, they'll give total, them a total hysterectomy or a t- tubal ligation. And um, that happened in Georgia a lot, I think. But they recently, this Native community got an apology from the hospital. Um, That's regarding big of them. that. Um, a whole apology. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so, great. What's the dog's name? Togo. Togo. My Togo. She's being. Uh, she was squeaking. She's the ball. desperate for attention. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so, no, I remember reading that, that, um, yeah, they would just come out with total hysterectomies I mean, and never know that until <laughs> they tried to have They children. just never had children again, mm-hmm. and they were like, yeah. well, or somebody lied to me, and... They would also start, they would experience, like, menopausal symptoms and oh, not know why. Yeah. Because yeah. they didn't have 
a fucking uterus anymore. Right, right. And that's like Henrietta Lacks. Yes. Mm-hmm. She just took her cells without her permission. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So go read The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks mm-hmm. by Rebecca Skloop, mm-hmm. listeners. Learn all and about HeLa cells. HeLa yes. cells and how Which they are. were a huge blessing to the world but were at a terrible cost at a terrible cost of some wonderful woman's autonomy also oprah made a movie about it so you should watch that too because uh, oprah, yeah, oprah is mm-hmm. amazing Now we're on for recommendations, everybody. Um, so we're going to go and hopefully tell you places where you can learn more things and maybe read some things that are much more positive than <laughs> the topic of, like, that will make you feel up uplifted yes. like people are trying yes. to fix this. Yes. Right. Um, so, like I said, listeners, go read The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. Um, and also then follow up and read more articles about Henrietta Lacks and her family because there have been new updates in her, like, case. Her so family is suing this hospital or the United States government. Or something. Yeah. So good mm-hmm. things have been – progress has been being made mm-hmm. in that arena. Um, yeah. Go and also check out um, – let me see this. Um uh, go check out Planned Parenthood's website. They have really good um, information acknowledging the complexity of eugenics in the beginning and how they acknowledge that they... Margaret re- Sanger. Margaret Sanger was complicated, but also that they mm-hmm. have to speak to the fact that she may have had some really bad ideas to begin with mm-hmm. and that the organization isn't perfect, basically, yeah. which I really appreciate. Yeah. Um, and please donate to them while you're there. Yes, please. Um uh triple hoax approved (laughs) do you have anything else um read a basic bioethics book um Mm -hmm. i find that bioethics is a really good way to to um think about the philosophy that people look at biological science so you can find the difference between what's science and what is people's philosophical opinions about what science should do and yeah racism um oh there was a really great museum that Bess and I exhibit that Bess and I went to when Bess used to live in Pittsburgh mm. called race. Are we really so different and mm. look it up. Yeah, It was really good. It's really great. It's, it's about the changing of the, the Carnegie, Carnegie, um, the Carnegie museum. Yeah. Um, and it's really great because it talks about the changing uh, face of what is considered a race in America hmm. because like, what was that crazy thing? Like, the Irish were thought to be black people at some point. It's, uh, it's just oh, been yeah. all moved around. Right. It's constantly moving yeah. because it's not biologically inherent. Mm-hmm. And the whole exhibit and materials about the exhibit are really great because they talk about how yeah. the, it's constantly changed in the U.S. as a form of the times. Yeah. yeah. Um, so those are my um, recs. 
My recommendation would be to check out this book that I found the facts about the Oregon um, Eugenics Board in. It's called Imbeciles, The Supreme Court, American Eugenics, and the Sterilization of Carrie Buck um, by Adam Cohen. And it's very, very good. I haven't finished it yet, but it's very, very good so far. Um, I would also recommend this great documentary that is on Netflix. It's called Accidental Courtesy. Um, it's a very interesting look. Um, it was created by Daryl Davis. I mean, our music lovers out there, I'm sure know who Daryl Davis is, but he was a very famous blues and Motown musician. Um, and now he goes around befriending members of the KKK. He's a black man and he befriends members of the KKK. Um, and it's a very interesting modern look on his work. And it talks about the, um, a lot of white supremacy groups, um, fixation with, the purity, quote unquote, of the white, quote unquote, race. Right. So um, it's a very, very fascinating documentary. Highly recommend it. Oh, and sorry, Nancy here. <laughs> I just remembered another book. Okay. Um, uh, it's called The Rights of Reproduction. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a play on um, the, the rights of production, mm -hmm. which is a Marxist term, <laughs> but um, if I'm quoting correctly, but it's called you The are. Rights of Reproduction. And I can't remember who it's by, but it is literally just the history no. of reproductive health in and women's oh, um, yeah. uh, reproductive health and rights and bodily autonomy mm -hmm. and reproductive science which we'll definitely have more episodes on because oh, yeah. oh boy let me tell you oh, will we uh -huh. we will oh yes okay um but go check that book out because it's really good yeah all right best yeah so um my recommendation uh we didn't really talk about it this this episode because we focused a lot on reproductive eugenics um but i really want everyone to go learn about the tuskegee syphilis experiment oh, yes oh yeah there was a really great movie made in the 90s, a TV movie called Miss Evers Boys, if you feel like you don't want to read anything. Um, mm -hmm. But I will warn you that it is pretty graphic. Yeah. And, uh, but it's very good. Yes. And, um, but the, the Tuskegee syphilis experiment uh, is something that I think everyone should know about because it happened not that long ago. No. Um, and it was completely unnecessary and yes, uh, horrible. Violent and, so, and cruel. Yeah, it was it was cruel, and I just I want everyone to uh, come out of this episode realizing that it's not just reproductive health that's affected by eugenics; it's all kinds of health. science and health. Uh -huh. Yep. Um, if we met, we mentioned uh, in the flat earthers episodes, like people of color, especially African Americans in the U.S., don't trust science. The mm -hmm. Tuskegee is why. syphilis study is one of the big reasons why. Yes. Um, so that is my recommendation. Go read about it. Educate yourself. Mm -hmm. Education is power. Yeah. Knowledge is power. And <laughs> time is money. Money is power. Power is pizza. Pizza is knowledge. Let's go. <laughs> um, right. Anyway, I feel like it might be time for a hometown hoedown throwdown. Is it? It is. It is. Woo, uh, so awesome kingdom. Make up your mind Decide to walk with me Around the lake tonight Around the lake tonight By my side
All right. Now that we had All some right. possum kingdom. Hit it, Beth. Beth here this week with our hometown hoedown throwdown. And this one might be uh, giving it away a little bit. But um, in our hometown, there is a specific cereal conglomerate that is <laughs> very popular. Mm. Yes. Um, There's the pop tarts and the tony the tiger and the uh-huh yeah uh-huh. Mm-hmm. so uh if you haven't been able to tell we're talking about kellogg's um very popular breakfast foods company um started by wk kellogg william keith kellogg and john harvey kellogg his well, brother that <laughs> that's who we're gonna talk about mm, yeah so, mm. his brother his bro his brother John Harvey Kellogg. The weird uh, one. Oh my God. The weird one. Yeah. So um, in the town of Battle Creek, Michigan, where John Harvey Kellogg uh, and William Keith Kellogg were born, well, not born, but they were raised there, um, they <laughs> basically, okay, it's really hard to explain because I know a lot about the Kellogg brothers, specifically John Harvey Kellogg, which is why they told, like, Nancy and George decided I was going to do this hometown hometown hometown. <laughs> things i want to say <laughs> where to start they they were raised uh seventh day adventist. adventist okay that's where we should we start. Know, okay but no so the thing is that they were raised in battle creek at the time when seventh day adventism was starting so ellen white and her husband lived in battle creek they adopted yes. john harvey kellogg under their wing yes he was a really big much like much like all other Seventh Day Adventists, he's a big proponent. He was a big proponent of vegetarianism, mm-hmm. of healthy eating, of Basically, exercise. The spark notes of Seventh Day Adventists mm-hmm. is that they're Christian Jews. They believe yeah, in the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. They believe in the Sabbath. Their body is a temple. Um, they don't eat meat. They don't eat meat. They don't go. Drink they don't drink tea. Yeah, go Google them. They're like Mormons. Yeah. They are like Mormons. About them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Seventh Day Adventism is really interesting, but yes, John Harvey Kellogg went a little bit off the rails about it. <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> Got a he little too intense. He was technically a medical doctor. This was the the eighteen uh, nineties. Mm-hmm. Also, so um, anybody could be a doctor mm-hmm. at that point, right? I think he took school. He went to school for like four months or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. So um, he ran the very famous Battle Creek Sanitarium, um, which was like a mix between a hospital and a spa. And Um, is most definitely haunted today. Oh, God. Yeah. So so haunted. We've got, we've, the three of us have been there. So um, (laughs) anyway, so uh, John Harvey Kellogg ran the sanitarium. He was really interested in water therapy. He was a really big proponent of, um, (laughs) <laughs> exercise. Uh, <and laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he just... believed a lot of things, most notably that, um, like, chronic masturbation were real bad. <laughs> yeah. um, and that and they so, existed. <laughs> and that they existed. So, um, the one tidbit that I think a lot of people know, but that I still think is really funny, is that um, when they invented cornflakes, it was an accident. They were, yeah, yeah. Um, they meant to make some kind of cracker, and when they went down in the morning, the corn had all dried out, and it was just this flakes, and they made it into and a it tasted a like what? <laughs> you know what? Shut your mouth. George, <laughs> do- George doesn't like corn flakes for some reason. <laughs> I only li- well, okay, continue. No, anyway, <laughs> John Harvey believed in his heart of hearts that if people ate <laughs> corn flakes, it was a treatment. For chronic masturbation. Like, yes. they would stop masturbating if they ate mm-hmm. cornflakes. And I can tell you that that is not true. 
and and he he thought that that would solve the world's problems right, if yeah. they didn't masturbate. Yeah. So he believed in a lot of really kooky things. Um, he had a really big vendetta against red squirrels for some reason. <laughs> Our hometown is overrun with black squirrels because he imported them to fight the red squirrels. He was real crazy. But anyway, fights. <laughs> um, the one thing that I really love telling people about because. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. So mm -hmm. he believed that to be healthy, you had to be clean inside and out. He was a really big proponent of, like inside I said. Inside being the keyword. Like I said, bath, like water treatments, like spa treatments, but also enemas. Oh! Specifically, he really was into giving people yogurt enemas. No! I no! Don't know, I don't know what he thought was happening when that happened. <laughs> Ew! Um, and you like, didn't think it through, really. Well, when you think about it now, like... We do like poop transplants and like gut bacteria. I was just about to say fecal transplants. So like, yeah. I mean, it's not like completely insane now. But no, there was no scientific basis for any of that shit back no, in the day. No. I think he was just a real kinky fucker. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he. I read some really creepy things he thought about like female sexuality oh, and God, masturbation, yeah. and I like that were like he, borderline creepy, like abuse or like voyeurism. Yeah, he didn't pay his female nursing staff who worked oh, at the sanitarium. He paid. He like paid for their room and board, but he didn't That's pay them a creepy. salary because he thought that they should get satisfaction from working for him That's and so creepy. healing people. That's super culty. Yeah, he was real weird. Yeah, and explains why you know, <laughs> he was a eugenicist. Woo! He loved he loved the eugenics. Yeah, he <laughs> founded a thing called. Let me make sure I get this name right. He founded the race betterment foundation mm. in battle creek and it worked pretty um it worked he knew the guy that i was raving about earlier from u of m because uh the place where u of m and Arbor is not that far from battle creek mm -hmm. um and now the wk kellogg foundation works really 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 hard <laughs> to promote african-american and latino health in Battle Creek, because they know, mm -hmm. they, know well, they know what they did. <laughs> they didn't do it, and WK didn't do it. It oh, was John true. Harvey. So there are these. There were the two Kellogg brothers, and they had this right. falling out because right. John Harvey was fucking insane and wanted to just yes. do the interior shit, and WK was like, "We can sell the shit out of this cereal." Yeah, I was gonna say he just wanted the monies. <laughs> yeah, he was just in the business of business. He wanted to mm -hmm. make money. So like. The W.K. Kellogg Foundation has stepped up and taken responsibility for yeah. the legacy of racism and eugenics that John yeah. Harvey Kellogg left Good on Battle Creek. Yes. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah. And I don't know if we ever said the, the thing about how, like, Hitler admired the U.S.'s eugenics work yeah he totally did that's by a the pretty way. key oh, thing yeah, yeah no. he was a he wrote in mein kampf how he thought the u.s was really awesome with their mm -hmm. eugenics also racial segregation yeah yeah anyway uh <laughs> to end on a positive note <laughs> yogurt enemas yeah <laughs> don't and, do not try that at home listeners. <laughs> no don't do it please don't do it don't do it that's that's for another episode. That's uh yeah. <laughs> so anyway. And that was our 
hometown, hometown throwdown. Thank you very much, Bess, from bringing for bringing the throwdown yes. from our you embarrassing totally hometown. Did. You're welcome. Oh, didn't you guys want to give a quick shout out to another podcast that you heard about today or yesterday? Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, we do. So, uh, so Nancy <laughs> or George and I came out to our car from a music festival. And we found a flyer that says, do you like wrestling? <laughs> In all caps. And they said, join us Wednesdays from a certain time. And um, follow us on Facebook. And they have the Royal Ramble podcast. And we really hope this gets us more followers <laughs> in our Triple Hoax podcast because these people seem fantastic. Yeah. Um, I mean, they like wrestling. wrestling. I mean, yeah. they like wrestling. Yeah. I mean, Oh, you know, maybe we need to have a wrestling episode so we can talk about in the hometown hoedown throwdown our favorite uh, hometown hoedown throwdown mm-hmm, story. Mm-hmm. We will. We yes. can. We will. Yes. We anyway, surely we will. will. So shout out to the Royal Rum- the Royal, Royal Ramble, Ramble podcast. podcast. So <laughs> for your wonderful flyer you mm-hmm. left on our car. Mm-hmm. A plus plus marketing. Yes. A plus plus marketing. Totally. Yeah. All right, listeners. Uh, so please send us emails. Yeah, we didn't have any. Nobody was as cool as Zoe this time, so no. she's. Oh. Yeah, she's our favorite. Um, what is our email address? <laughs> okay, so you can email us at the triple hoax at gmail dot com. Uh, follow us on Facebook at the Triple Hoax Podcast. We're yes. on Twitter at the Triple Hoax and on Tumblr at the Triple Hoax. Yes, we were blogging some uh, awesome aliens on our Tumblr. Yes, so you yes. guys should go look at it. Yeah, hit up hit up all those places for um, our sources and more places to find out about eugenics and yeah. Most importantly, just like every other podcast you listen to, I'm gonna beg you to <laughs> rate and review our podcast on yes, iTunes. Please, please give, up, give us five stars. We want to get yes. somewhere on that list so that yes. people listen to us. Uh, and, shout- and welcome to all of you who were successfully marketed to by Facebook. <laughs> Thank you Woo! for liking our page. Yeah. And, and welcome. <laughs> shout out to all of our new followers and listeners on SoundCloud. That's a super cool platform, and we're really glad you're joining us every other week. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah. So shout out to them. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye!